Hey, welcome back. This is uh, Raul uh, back with uh, Drifting on Memories uh, podcast show. I am in Highland Park today. My good homies, Frosty's Pad, a uh, friend of ours is here too, Michelle. Michelle, do you want to say hi? Hi. All right, cool. Um, so, um, yeah, so we are here in uh, Highland Park at Frosty's and um, beautiful 50 truck, um, just super laid out, super laid out. Um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into the cars. We'll get into the punk scene. Um if you guys don't know him, he's a uh, longtime L.A. punk rocker, hardcore band, um, Chain of Strength uh, for many years and uh, just rad car builder. Um, so I'm really I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to do this. We've been talking about it for months, bro. So I'm glad I'm glad to make it out here, yeah. bro. And thank you for like, you know, opening up your home and stuff. So that's really, really cool. Absolutely, um, so I got a, I got a ton of questions. I'm going to try to, uh, you know, try to consolidate them. Um, but um yeah um i guess the first one is um um right now and i'm gonna I get like just jump right into it like uh, how many cars do you have what are they um just because I, I really admire like the style that you do the traditional look the like and the time and effort you put into your cars you know what i mean they're yeah. and, and i know like I know you've been in the punk scene, bro. I know you've been in the hardcore scene. I know you've been in the music scene and people know you that. But for me, it was like, that's rad and everything. But for me, it's like you as a car builder yourself. Yeah. So I guess that's my first question is, what cars do you own now? Um, right now, I mean, I'll, I'll list them out, like kind of in the order that, that I've had them the longest. So um, the first one is a 1959 uh, Chevy Impala convertible. Um, that's your first one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had other cars, right. you know, be, yeah. before that and stuff leading up to yeah, that. Yeah, usually but... people don't say, like, yeah, my first car was 59 <laughs> no, convertible. No, it took me um, it took me a little while to, to get that, okay. selling some other cars and okay. stuff to finally be able to step up to a, to a car, like, you know, that, le- that level and caliber. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's I've had that one the longest, and ironically, that's the one that was kind of just completed okay you know and it's uh, it's taken a long time it's been a labor of love it's been a right a lot of blood sweat and tears mostly tears yeah yeah i know Um, that feeling yeah how long was the build how long was that build the build i mean i bought it basically as a frame and a shell Mm -hmm. back in like 2006 Mm -hmm. and um kind of commissioned uh one of the top impala builders at the time yeah. to uh to um to build the car for me yeah and to put it you know just restore the whole thing top to bottom yeah um you know long story short i ended up having to pull the pull the car out of the out of there out of that and, shop yeah okay out of that shop and then um what years were these this Frosty. was like 2006 7 um it, I, it was at that shop for maybe about five years okay. before that happened. So, yeah. Let's, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all good. Yeah. He's off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can we can talk about that car if you want me to, like, tell you a little bit more about it or I can yeah. list the other cars. No, no, list the other to. cars. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. the other cars that, that I had also is a 1946 Chevy Fleet Line. Okay. Um, Aero, and I think Aero Sedan. the first place I seen that was featured in Lowrider. Correct. Yeah, it, it came out in Lowrider magazine in 2011. Nice. So yeah. Nice. All uh, right. So 46 fleet. Yeah, 46 okay. fleet line. Um, another one of my cars is a uh, 1962 Chevy Impala convertible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, also a nice original car. That car is um, in a shop right now, just getting re restored. Well, yeah. not restored, but kind of more of a freshened up. The car, I bought it pretty much original. Okay. Um, passed down from a couple of friends and, All right. that, I, that I ended up purchasing it from. And then uh, beautiful original car. Okay. Fawn with the, with the black top. And um, that car is just about almost finished getting restored and, yeah. and, and freshened up a little bit too. Yeah. And then I got this beautiful 1950 yeah. uh, Chevy five window. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna cra I'm gonna get some pictures of it. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing, bro. It's absolutely beautiful, beautiful truck. So I'm really, really happy with this. What, what, what's up with you kind of like, kind of getting cars to like a level that they're just like super clean. Like this truck I can literally eat off and live <laughs> off and just admire for like at least a week straight. Yeah, I mean, you know, this truck, right? I mean, specifically this particular vehicle. I mean, I bought it, restored. Um, the the built car builder, um, Efren Santacoy from Slicks Bomb Shop. Yeah. He uh, he has a shop in Montclair. Mm -hmm. I personally watched him build it okay. on Instagram, and the truck was. I mean, he did an amazing job on it. It's it's uh, it's really no no holds barred on it yeah you really put a lot of time and in how it. is it this low like this so, truck's on the floor i mean yeah you can't get a dollar bill underneath that i mean yeah it's got what a lot of guys do they put the mustang two front end okay and it's got the i think it's a two link or a four link okay. in, in the back yeah it's, it's obviously airbagged to, yeah to get like that to get um, right it's c-notched yeah oh it's, it's c-notched too yeah yeah so this I is mean, gnarly man. yeah there's only and i mean you know the the, <laughs> the bed is yeah is raised up i mean there's a lot of modifications right. you got to do to be able to drop a vehicle like that low so so what's the thing with like to for you like and the passion or the drive to get cars to like this pristine condition i mean just seeing, you know, probably just influences from seeing other cars. Okay. I mean, it's like, you know, when you see these cars completely restored and like, you know, ever since I've seen, you know, Impalas and, and bombs restored to that level, yeah. it's like, that's always been my dream okay. is to like, you know what, I, I want, I want one of those. Yeah. Like, I'm you want to get I'm it gonna there. I'm going to do what it takes yeah. to, to get to that level. Right so, on. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's just really going to car shows yeah. being around the cars and just seeing them and adding your own influences your own touches yeah. on them i mean this this truck was like the way efren built it is exactly how i would have yeah i would have built a right. truck like this so it was right. kind of a no-brainer for me i told him when he was when it was I, he had a the grand national roadster show oh, okay and I, and I told and he was building it for another for a, a oh, okay a, another customer a customer okay and I just told him, I'm like, dude, if this car, if yeah. this truck ever comes up for really? sale, man, yeah, let me know. Let me take a shot at wow. it. Wow. So, yeah. Uh -huh. So um, and you and said, it, it happened. Too. Yeah. So it, um, you know, timing is a is a very key thing in, yeah. in some of these things. So. I, I I don't know. I and it's striped by Mike Tippett, so it's beautiful color, everything, bro. It's just amazing truck. Um, super pristine, super clean. And I get I get what you're saying too, like seeing other cars and when they get to that level it's like you want to get to that i i try to do that but i'm like i'm like i got to be on the boulevard like a lot of the times <laughs> yeah. you know and, and and we cruised last night right here off of york in highland park and i didn't want to take my car out i still don't want to take my car out because there's still some some yeah. things that i want to do right 
but it's hard, man. It's yeah, hard. It's yeah, tough. Exactly. You know, it's like, it's there. And I think like, that's probably what happens to me. Like, and you know, number one, you, you know, I love all kinds of cars. So yeah. it's, it's just, um, you know, you, you can't, I'm fortunate to be able to have a couple, but I know yeah. that most people that are that really are into it have more than one car sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's because they're pretty addicting, and we just love the cars, and that's okay. really what it is for me. It's just it's not about trying to show off or do this or anything, mm-hmm. right? Or, or anything. It really is about the cars and yeah. and, the, and the love for them, the labor and, of love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, this is yeah like like really what i'm into yeah yeah and i think that's why you and i click so well too we kind of get that you know we understand that it's not about like going in and dropping a bunch of money and then three-wheeling it or you know (laughs) or just fucking it up so i get that um so you mentioned about like the shows and you mentioned about like bomb builders and you mentioned about like the way that you build and stuff what um what and then there's another side of it and we'll get into like the punk scene and the hardcore scene, the straight edge scene. Uh, but for you, like the Chicano culture, how did that happen? And I know you're, I, we've talked about it today. You're an LA kid, you're an LA head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but how did that happen? And well, I mean, why? I, I grew up like on the, on the out, the suburbs of LA. So, I mean, I was, I was born in Pomona I grew up in Claremont, which is this city right above Pomona. Um, I went to a very predominantly white high school. Um, there wasn't a lot of, wasn't a lot of, um, you know, wasn't a lot of people of color in, in, in my high school. What really struck me though, were, were the Chicanos in, at my high school because they were the ones that, you know, by then I was like a full on punk rock kid. Yeah. I was like, you know, wearing, wearing engineer boots and like, you know, just fully decked out yeah. and everything. But um, I was always really impressed by, you know, specifically a, a group of them that were mm-hmm. so clean, just yeah. like, and it just was, um, I don't know, it, it's, they it's, were, they uh, very much like, like not only were they intimidating to right. me and they yeah. did not like punk rock for me bro for me People. it's like an easy it's like an easy crossover almost <laughs> yeah you know is. like it's like um, you there's not like a rough like a uh, crossover like it's super easy like it's super relatable you yeah. know like the punk scene the hardcore scene and like and like the I, the cholo culture and chicano said, culture I, yeah. it's so funny because i i identify with that so mm-hmm. much to me it's always been a crossover between mm-hmm. i mean i feel like you know, skateboarding, Chicano culture, LA culture, yeah. hardcore, you know, music, skateboarding, it all really ties together. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's part of Southern California too. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Yeah. Up, that's what I was going to kind of say kinda too. It's like, that that's what I was going to kind of say too, yeah. is like, we were just, we just grew up in that environment. It's, it's, it's like kind of all we knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's, it's hard not to, you know, I mean, Living in LA, it's yeah. hard not to be engulfed and and surrounded by the by Chicano culture because yeah, it's right. very ever pressing. Yeah, you know? and it's really cool when like and the I I really enjoyed it like when the punks scene would pick it up and be like, no, these are the homies or Absolutely. or like yeah, yeah, I'm I I'm in a punk band but my brother's building sixty fours. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. it was always like, oh yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I I love that too. Yeah. I love seeing like 
punk and music and hardcore dudes that are like into the cars too. yeah like that that's always really cool to me i mean back then in the early days of punk yeah it was pretty divided though right. i mean you know like like lowriders and chicanos really didn't like right the punk rock right they didn't mix too well right. so and yeah a lot of those early shows in la were in neighborhoods where right. it didn't go down too good right you know? so but i mean i think yeah. eventually understanding yeah it wasn't always cool it wasn't always like the like like uh it wasn't always like happy salutations and you know what i mean no it wasn't like always like there was was a lot of scuffles and stuff and a lot of encounters and run-ins with you know stuff like that right um, because you would be playing shows like in the hood right you'd be playing shows all through the hood but i also think you know that that culture came in specifically to punk and la punk specifically in the form of like i mean by the time suicidal tendencies came aboard mm-hmm. and were i mean they they were an early band but right. they brought that culture yeah into there and then the la gangs by the time i mean you had like there was just so many like the lads and mm-hmm. like it's um man there there was just a lot of a lot of um a lot of that coming in right. and filtrating that time, right. into into yeah. the, the punk rock and hard yeah and you know what I would I would go to shows and backyard shows and, and I've said this before on the podcast and we would go to shows like in in um, in hoods you know and and we've we've started noticing even dudes from these neighborhoods from the gangs kind of would you know get into like punk rock and then start little fucking like little fucking like um gangs within the punk rock scene and we would go and we would we would just be skaters and shit but we would go and we seen these fools come through and we'd be like oh fuck here we go you know what i mean like (laughs) and because they're the same bands they were like they were gonna go see the same bands but we all knew like oh some shit's gonna kick off like just time back and whoever is drunk enough like is gonna get jumped by those fools right yeah you know what i mean so that was tough and i know it it i know and i kind of felt bad for bands too because i was like i don't think these fools are promoting this but this shit is just what's happening at these shows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Ahead. No, I mean, I, I think, I, I think there's definitely that element from, from those type of shows yeah. in that environment. Yeah. And it's, and it's, come across like, generational and like, yeah. uh, from, from way back in the scene to the present. You know? Yeah. Right. It's like there's that 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 whole like you know oh you're you're in our hoods so, right you know even though the parties that i was going to yeah back back then was like you know you, you just had to be careful yeah 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 <laughs> no i know and you and you mentioned that bro and i and it all kind of came back because i would remember bro we'd be at backyard shows and the and the dudes would come through from the neighborhood and they'd be like hey fuckers this is our hood yeah. like you gotta let us in you gotta give us a beer you know what i mean yeah, you yeah. gotta like all that shit yeah. and it was like bro it was sketchy like it was sketchy being a punk back then not to say like it's super safe now or it's but it's not like it wasn't like like it was you know yeah absolutely. Um, and and those like those memories for me will you know i'll always i'll always uh you know hold a special place but you've been You've been um, playing music. You've been in that scene. I've talked to you before about like bands that I've like, I've just wished I would have been able to see or, you know what I mean? And you've been like in that mix stuff, you know? So yeah. what, awesome. um, how did you start? How did you start getting in? I know you said like by, by that time you were like, you were already kind of punk rock at an early age and stuff. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you get into playing? How'd you get into hardcore? How'd you get into I that? I started playing guitar when I was maybe like, 
11 years old um i started like my mom took me to to get guitar lessons mm -hmm. and stuff so i started out just like taking lessons but i kind of didn't really like it because yeah. it was just really structured and really you know just i don't know for, right. for some reason i wasn't having like a lot of fun with it okay but by the time i kind of turned 13 14 and i got an electric guitar okay. and an amplifier yeah and you know i was already a huge music fan i mean i okay. grew up listening to kiss yeah. and like you know a lot of a lot of heavy rock bands yeah. like like van halen yeah. and, and black sabbath and just stuff like that from like you know very very early on especially kiss yeah um that's always been a huge influence so right that larger than life like rock yeah thing has always been like a and and you know that very like visual yeah. element of right. it too has been like a, a thing so so it was becoming punk was like a pretty easy okay. turnover thing okay it, it just went from rock and roll to like new wave yeah you know all of a sudden i'm listening to like devo b52s yeah. Yeah. like right. just uh, all kinds of like stuff like that police and yeah. like you know all those type of bands from back in the day blondie yeah um and then you know that eventually turns into X, and then yeah, that turns sure. into Black Flag, Black Flag and, then and, Circle Jerks and, and, and then I'm yeah. listening to Rodney on the Rock yeah. on Sunday nights, and <laughs> yeah. I'm learning about Agent Orange, and yeah, I'm learning right. about like, yeah. you know, oh, this band Circle One played, right. and like, you know, I'm like hearing all this stuff, and like, you know, Adam and the Ants, right. and all this stuff, and it's like, you know, so that's how I kind of got into that. Um, okay. By the time I was like 14, you know, I was already in a garage band. Okay. So that was kind of like how that started to uh, take off. And then so that first band lasted like kind of through high school. And that was it. Like how we were just talking about yeah. the back part, back right. party scene. Right. That's kind of like all you can play when yeah. you're like 14, 15, right. 16. It's mm -hmm. like, let's just try to get our gear yeah. over here. Yeah. And then like, you know, you're meeting up with like other bands right. and like kind of networking and, yeah and, um, and then your friends are kind of like throwing yeah. parties it was like oh my so, friend's yeah. band's gonna play oh well, the other homie's band's gonna play the singer of chain of strength kurt mm -hmm. um you know i went to parties at his house before i even knew him okay and we ended up being in a band together all right eventually. cool so i mean that's how that stuff how long works. has that band been together your band right now chain of strength yeah um so we started in sort of late 87 okay. the, the concept of the band started around then to maybe around we're definitely a band in 88 okay so the the real the real band was really from 88 to 91 okay so it was a pretty short-lived band okay. um we only really only recorded two seven right. two full seven inches okay. and um had a, had had another batch of material ready to go for right. a 12 inch but you guys came back on. though but we came back yeah we, we reunited in um what was it 2014 okay i think for the revelation records 25th anniversary that was in new york city oh right on yeah so that was like a, a all weekend event and we played two sets there that was nice. like, that was the first official yeah us right kind of us kind of busted reunited out. Yeah. yeah so and then we um we did some other stuff we did some like light touring um some other more east coast chain of strength is always you know, as much as we're a West Coast yeah. band, we've also like really been into the New York 
and East Coast is, type of scene. So. And I'm, I'm bro, like I, like you, like you, it started with like New Wave and then it evolved to punk and then yeah. it evolved to like, for me at least, it, like political punk and PC punk, yeah. a little bit of like I mean, Berkeley, right? Me too, <laughs> me too. But for your band and your music, was that more, and I hate fucking labels and everything, but was that, was that more, and I only say because I don't know, is, was that more hardcore straight edge what what was like the the thing that you guys were being labeled we well it's absolutely definitely a straight edge band okay. so a straight edge revelation records right. hardcore band so okay. i mean tell me what that is because i might have listeners that'd be like yeah what? i mean okay so revelation records is a record label that was um um basically established in Connecticut in about 87 and was kind of at the later part of a hardcore scene, hardcore punk scene um, of New York style bands. Their first record was Warzone. They did Sick of It All. Oh, yeah. A yeah. compilation, Side by Side, No for an mm -hmm. Answer. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually branched out into to more post-punk type of things. Okay. Um, one of my favorite bands is Texas is the Reason. Some oh, yeah. of mine that, that were on the label later on. Um, into Another, Quicksand was a, was a band okay. that, that was first started yeah. out on Revelation. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they were kind of came a little bit later on in the overall big picture of the punk scene. Yeah. But um, it started out as, 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 you know, most of the early bands kind of, I guess we're straight edge okay. and Chain of Strength was definitely a straight edge band. Yeah. So that's kind of where we fit in. Um, by the time those bands came around in 88, I mean, there was already like a few generations like, like of straight edge bands. Yeah. I and mean, you went back from like, you know, Stalag 13 yeah. and like Uniform Choice. Did you guys um, start off like that? Yeah, well, I mean... Because the, the... I kind of feel too, bro. I kind of feel like, uh, again, I'm, you know, I, I went another direction almost, but I kind of feel like even for LA Straight Edge, you guys were like the fucking forefront of it or the, forefathers of it. There's a couple or... members in in the band that were at the very beginning of Straight Edge yeah, in LA. Right. They, were, they were in a band called Justice League. Okay. So that yeah, was, yeah, that, Justice that was, League, yeah. That was one of the very first like like Straight Edge bands like wow. in Southern California. Coming out of LA. And, coming yeah, out of, yeah. So, so when they kind of, by the time they had, you know, done their band and, and toured a lot, they did a lot of the foundation work. I mean, yeah. they did like extensive, you know, American tours yeah. and the band and did the whole circuit and yeah. <clears throat> eventually changed their sound to a kind of a more melodic sound. Okay. And, um, but it was still straight edge. So. It, yeah, it was yeah. still, I mean, they've yeah. always had that element and they've always had that, that hardcore background yeah. and blueprint yeah. behind them. So by the time they're, that band sort of disbanded they were ready to do a full hardcore band like okay and that's what chain of strength became so and, and and let me ask you this again like just not knowing any better but i kind of feel like even the term hardcore came after i kind of feel like i remember i remember even having homies that were straight edgers you know but they were just fucking gnarly tough dudes you know yeah and <laughs> they're the kind of guys that i was i was young man i was yeah. little i was like yeah bro fucking crimshine and lookout records and, <laughs> and they're like yeah, yeah all right and they were like sick of it all and super violent films that yeah. they were like they were just putting me up on all this stuff but it, again i don't remember them calling it hardcore and i think even there's there's a hardcore and then there's straight edge but but now i hear a lot of the term hardcore which i didn't hear back then yeah. i hear like I would hear like gutter, straight edge, you know what I mean? Like it was just a few, it was a few like categories. There's and it was so it. much 
labeling and like I could say something of what I think hardcore is mm-hmm. and somebody else is going to say what right. they, they think hardcore right. is because it means so much and it's to different people and it's evolved into like these different almost even like sub genres and there's like okay god there's like so many different like little facets of right it. and there's like you know this I don't know. Some of it's very extreme, and it's like yeah. extreme music and 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 violent and right. stuff. I mean, the traditional hardcore that I'm into yeah. is like hardcore punk rock that started out in like eighty one, eighty two, yeah. eighty three with yeah. like Minor Threat, right? The whole DC, right? SSD whole, yeah. Control, yeah. Negative Approach. Those are like the very forefathers of like what I would consider hardcore, oh, hardcore punk, punk, yeah. Which is taking like the initial negativity of early punk rock right putting a even more a, of an intense intensity yeah. to it and amplifying it speeding it up yeah and getting that like a super aggressive aggressive sound. i was gonna say that too yeah. i and i and, and i don't know like that that that's like offensive to some like hardcore people because I, I even i think that like I think they're putting out a music and they're putting out a message, but even sometimes I don't think that their whole thing is like meant to be aggressive, but yeah. it's take, it, it just evolves to that almost, or it just happens, you know? Yeah. Um, but I did want to say that, um, um, it just, it was like that, bro. It was like, that's what we were going through as kids growing up, you know? And I think that's why we identified even as skating. It was, it was minor threat, bro. It was minor threat. It was like, it was like that, that, that tough stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least for me. And I know that, I know that for me, a lot of my scene was like, oh, they would go like, oh yeah, but, but then you have like the LA stuff, like the circle jerks and the, and the, and the X kind of stuff and the germs kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was for me, it was like, dude, but this like minor threat stuff is like, this is super aggressive and it's yeah. super hard. <laughs> and it's like, let's just go fucking skate and tear it up almost, you know, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's how we felt as kids almost. Yeah. That's exactly how it was for me yeah. too. And that's, that's how, why I identified with that. I mean, yeah. me being like, for me as a kid and even still this day, I'm just a real super reclusive shy dude and that was like a form of expression for me right and that's what i've always identified with it and it's also brings it also ties in with skateboarding because that's a way of expression right and it brings in the low riding and car building because it's to me that's what it's all about it's about individuality and about expression so here's my point on that too though that um that I didn't really pay too much attention until recently, but, and I've been calling it like, um, I've been, I've been making the connection with it and calling it something, but it's like low riding in itself is a, is a form of protest almost like anti-establishment, anti-system, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so me, I, and, and, and I'm, and I, you know, I'm trying not to get political on my podcast, but I'm a fucking political person. But and so when I see lowriders that are super right wing or super conservative, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. do you guys get like this came from the streets of nothing? Yeah. This came from the disenfranchised. This came from the marginalized. And we said, okay, you guys are gonna throw away these fucking cars. We're gonna make them beautiful. Yeah. And we're gonna make them like low, and we're gonna make a culture out of it. Yep. And so, anyways, um, that's why I think also punk. That's why I think hardcore. That's why I think there's not a a, a very like rough 
um, no, it's, it's connection. A, it's, it's a smooth crossover. Yeah, I totally agree with yeah. you, and that's that's what it's all about to me, and that's why I, pro- that's how I got into the cars yeah. and the low riding because that's what it was to me as well. So I before saw, I saw that, so very, er, very, as at an early at an early stage, yeah. So Frosty, so was there like a person like that, or was there like? I mean, I hear you what you're saying, like, as far as, like, that's why I got into it. But was there, like, what was the inspiration with these car buildings, bro? Because um, you're not building fucking, bro, you're building, <laughs> like, top shelf cars, bro. It's, it's, you know, I can tell you this, the absolute very, very earliest inspiration to that I witnessed personally and was, like, just kind of saw firsthand was my friends in high school that actually they're, they're uh, brothers and their them and their dad built a pair of Mustangs together. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously not lowriders, right. but but um, that was my first yeah. introduction to watching like like their dad kind of show them how yeah. to like you know what we got these. He bought two project cars. Okay. And basically each one was like restoring them and like yeah. seeing you know and also those seeing those '60s colors. They were they were right. they both restored back to original cars. Okay. And then these were their drivers. You right. Know, like right throughout high school. Yeah. So um, seeing the like you know those original '60s colors and like just yeah. the style of them. Um, obviously I went into Chevy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not um, the Fords, yeah. My, my dad's a Ford guy. Oh, okay. And, I, and I'm a, I'm into the Chevy. The Chevys, but, yeah. But um but seeing that first time was yeah. like probably the first first real exposure of like you can take something that looks and might not seem like right. you know, but it is absolutely worth um restoring. Putting it back together, yeah. Back to life. I mean it yeah. was, it's uh, the first actual lowriders that I ever saw in my life were were from TV shows. Okay. You know, okay. I mean, it was it was Gypsy Rose. Um, yeah. In the opening. Chico and the Man. In Chico and the Man. Yeah, like, yeah. Seeing that as a kid, like, like, damn, that yeah. thing's rad. That thing's um, fucking rad. Yeah. The opening scene <laughs> of Up in Smoke. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. seeing like the Love Machine. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, those are like, both both sixty yeah. fours right there that are like, I mean, you know. Those those are like sparked it. Yeah, for you. Like, yeah, right like, on. Damn, those are fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, and and sorry, man, I I I I'm like all over the place um, because it's just a, a regular a normal yeah, conversation. Yeah. But yeah. um, so when you build, is that what you're building for? Like low rider look? Is that what you're? You know, I mean, each one's probably different, but I mean, my personal taste is a an original car that's pretty much, um, you know. It's it's I like factory paint colors. Mm-hmm. I mean I appreciate right. cars. I mean I Custom love, I love yeah. to watch. I mean I love to go see lifestyle cars. Yeah. And who okay. doesn't? I mean yeah yeah most, yeah yeah. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're easy on the eyes. But my personal taste is factory painted cars. Okay. Lowered a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, obviously this truck. This one is not lowered a little bit. Yeah, this one is suspension. But generally, like factory colors. A lot of original accessories okay. on them. Okay. Um, just you know, they they all have their kind of look to them. Yeah. And they, you know, they're. I mean, and you know how it is. It's yeah. just like every little choice that you make. The, right. The the size of the white walls. The right. Size, the the size of the tires you, right. you you put on them. Right. The 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 wheel and rim combo, whatever you're putting on on them, all yeah. has an impact on the actual look of the car. Yeah. So, 
um, you know, I mean, this one, this this vehicle right here is on crossbars. And yeah. Some one inch whites, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, and everything's are, really subtle on the car. You know, yeah, like it's I really mean, like it's, nice and subtle. It's really like well put. It's very well like everything is a, a lot of craftsmanship, but it's not something that screams out like hey like. Um, flash almost you yeah. know it's like classy. it's super classy it's super classy um and and um yeah I'm gonna, again sorry i go all over the place but <laughs> but i re just remembered bro you seem to play the gibson les paul is that I, is that what that is i have two two guitars that i've kind of like known to play but uh, though gibson les paul is definitely one of them. okay I, that, that came a little bit later on like in the night when i played in some bands in the 90s but yeah okay i love gibson les pauls that's like my guitar but the other guitar that i play is a, is a dan armstrong which is a clear guitar like oh, okay like greg Jin played oh okay and, and all right yeah, yeah. flag uh -huh. but yeah, yeah um you know the guitars again yeah. are beautiful work yeah and that's what i was gonna like, get yeah, at yeah just, that's exactly you know, what i was gonna get yeah. at because i i I, I, um, I'm I'm only into like music on the level of like play a record or something, you know, but not on like a pick up a guitar. I, I thought I could in, in high school, but um, but I know enough to know that like the Gibson Les Paul is like a high standard guitar. Yeah. You know, and it, and then and I, I kind of made that that correlation almost like, oh, shit, like this well, dude plays fucking like high standard guitars and he builds beautiful. It's rides. just OK. The music stuff is exactly like the cars and, and skateboards and everything. Yeah. Like your setup and how you choose to like what you choose to like, you know, do your thing with yeah. is all like in the details. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, it, in music like you're choosing your weapon you right. know like you're like you that's your axe like yeah. you're you're choosing like your your method of like the sound yeah. the look the feel like those are all things that like me growing up and like looking at fanzines and yeah. looking at like record covers and stuff and like seeing what the guys like i idolized mm -hmm. and looked up to were playing yeah that stuff made huge impacts mm -hmm. on me and i'm like i want that guitar you yeah. know i want to play that like the type of this type of amplifier that you choose right. is like it's it's very critical because that's like how you're gonna yeah. create and do you know make your sound yeah so and same thing with these. with the cars yeah, yeah. and i've seen that bro i've seen some videos of chain of strength some old videos like 80s stuff and 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 i was watching you and you come off like that like you know what the fuck you're doing you're like in the zone almost and and i've been to a lot of shows man like i've been to a ton of shows and i've just seen like just belligerent fucking bandmates the band player you know band people right so then but yeah and and i admire that and i admire that of the of the the hardcore straight edge scene you know what i mean that they're like even minor threat man they were like hey like it might sound like crazy strong aggressive but we're like super super focused and that's why i'm a big fan of like fugazi as well too because yeah. it's like it was like bro they're like playing like really good melodic stuff really good like intelligent stuff and and just great great instruments and everything but yeah um i really admire that too yeah yeah um fugazi was a huge influence for for me and i mean obviously i followed ian mckay's work yeah. um throughout his entire entire music career yeah. i mean and he's definitely an individual that like i definitely um has influenced me yeah like in his ideology right. and his kind of his ethic and right. his 
you know, the way, just the way he goes about doing things. Yeah, same stuff, here. Yeah. Establishing Discord records and that right. stuff. That stuff is, is, was a huge impact yeah. to me and a lot of my friends. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and for me too, for me too. And I kind of see like that Chicano thing almost in him too, in his demeanor too, where he's just like, he's like, uh, mellow but yet like dude like he'll rip it up like, he'll fuck it up you know like he yeah. will just crush the show or you know what i mean but yet he's like he seems approachable and so oh, did yeah. you ever get a chance to meet him or who were like who were some of your like um influences that you got to meet when you were in, like playing music um because we've talked think, about man. like shows and i was like yeah, no I way mean, man you saw them or yeah no i mean i know but it's funny like um I mean, I'm just trying to think of, like, who really, like, I've met personally. I mean, I've, I've never had a ch- opportunity to, to meet Ian, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I can't really think of anybody, like, really too too much that I've, like... Yeah, I'm, that you're, I'm, like, I'm, oh, like, yeah. like, super star starstruck met, met or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I've always... Definitely had a lot of people that I've admired and, and looked up to though throughout like my whole whole involvement with music. Yeah. Are you playing now? Are you still playing? Not not at the moment. Okay. I mean, I'm kinda I'm kinda just on a little bit of a, a self hiatus. Okay. Um I don't know. Kind of enjoying taking a break in, in music right now. Okay. Um I don't know. I, I, I like to play still yeah. and everything. I'll be honest. I, I probably yeah. asked you a couple of times and you didn't seem like so like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or like, yeah. ask me later. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've just, I don't and know. And I was like, dude, I, come I, on. Like, let's do honest, this. You're... Honestly, I haven't really felt a lot of creativity wise th- okay. through that, like, through that outlet right now okay so i'm kind of i don't know i don't know what it is um, what about the car outlet do you feel right car, now the car outlet i i feel pretty energized about yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm happy with that um you know i feel like i'm kind of like where where i should be with that i'm getting ready to finish this 62 yeah and i feel like i'm i'm like convertible right yeah yeah, yeah and i feel like after that i'm gonna be like You'd be all right. Yeah. yeah. Four cars, four cars in. Yeah. Four cars in. Nothing older, older than a sixty-two. This. Yeah, I'll just say, <laughs> dude. All right, what? It's you're not even like it's not fair anymore. Yeah. You're well, not even making it fair I, for it, I, all of I, us. I'll just say, like, um, I'm very grateful. Um, I feel like I've worked hard to to get that. It yeah. hasn't been easy. Okay. Um, I made my own kind of personal choices in life and sacrifices and things to to do to. To be able to get that, yeah. and I've had just some opportunities, and again, like what I've said before, timing is everything um, yeah. on almost everything in life. Right. So okay. I've just been like fortunate and blessed to be able to like just be at the right time at the right place and have yeah also the right amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They're not <laughs> cheap. Know, has you know, has something I wanted to ask you because now I'm more like intrigued. At first, I was like, dude, like OG punk dude, like OG like LA '80s punk, like um, um, fucking rad car builder, everything, right? But now I'm like more like I I kind of want to like pick your brain about like even how you see cars and how you like see the potential in them. Is there anything now that you're like oh, I think I can get into that? Um, you know, I mean, I I. Again, all the cars like I had are pretty much stock, you know, cars that are that are just lowered. Um, I think 
at some point I would like to get into to some customs. Okay. Like almost yeah. even like, you know, um I look at like you know, I look at like some of Mike Ness's cars okay. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean he's got he has like quite a collection. Right. But um I don't know, I've always kinda wanted like a Mercury a Merc, or yeah. like a like okay. a Met sled or something. Okay. Or yeah. Or just a like a um, like a fifty four. Me as your lowrider homie, punk rock homie, I'm I I would uh, advise against those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know me, I'm like a, a true like no, a I know. traditional seventies. You're, you're traditional seventies yeah. dude to, to the bone. I know yeah. that. Like, like, but yeah, I mean, I I love Buick yeah. Rivieras. I mean, that's yeah, a okay. one too. I mean, cool. I'm, but I mean, it always goes back to like sixties cars or. 50s you do you like anything outside of like 62 not really too no. much yeah 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 okay. maybe a 64 maybe Sean is that as we're talking about a 67 you're like no that's too new <laughs> yeah I, I like the those are rad yeah. those are rad yeah, yeah i had one 67s yeah. i think is a really cool year yeah um, it's very very unique and just the, um that, style, that fast, that fast back, back. yeah, like so gnarly, and then just laid, yeah. like it just, yeah, and that's a beautiful thing about low riding, I think, is that like they took those cars, and it's kind of crazy sometimes. I think about it because I was like, how did they, how did they say like, all right, cool, sixty fours are cool, we can low ride those, sixty the sixty fives are it changed, right? So then you're like, but how did they like say like we're gonna stick with Impala? Impala and each one of these years <laughs> up to like 69, 70 is going to still look so gangstered out. Yeah. You're just like, what? What well, the fuck happened? I was listening. Like, did they have homies in the design, <laughs> the design team or something? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. No, I was listening to one of your, your podcasts yeah. and you were saying, you know, about like, about your parents saying that right. they would low ride anything. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right, no right. No matter what. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a bug. Right. Like, you know, like. Mustangs. Just, yeah. Pinos. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Whatever car, we're going to yeah. drop that. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I think anything, I don't know. Those the, the cars just had so much style back then. Yeah. I mean, I can't really see, like, yeah. I, I just can't really see. Well, I'll encourage Me. that more than a, than a custom. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I don't know. I like I like a lot of different styles of cars yeah. too. I mean, they're just um, it's it's just across the board. I, I like I like. Do you even just any a lot of different cars? Yeah. Do you see like a, um, not an end, but do you see like a bit of like you'd be like, okay, I'm good right now, or is that not I happening kinda yet? Almost, I feel like I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm a little bit at that yeah. point right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm having a hard, it's crazy, you know, man. There's, it's there's, crazy that you're not even, like, gave me a straight up no or <laughs> yes. But yeah, I'm done. <laughs> um, I feel nice. like, uh, you know, there's there's so many guys that, um, that um, definitely uh, – or just we'll build a car, enjoy it for even just a couple right. of months, and then we'll flip it, right. and then they're on to the next project. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah I know that guy. And then there's yeah, there's so many. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their like routine, and I, yeah. I respect that. I love it, but I I have gotten and accumulated the cars that I have like to keep to keep right and, yeah and yeah cruise yeah. And, yeah. Like, there's a reason like why I wanted a '59 convertible. I mean, that's yeah. that's like my dream car, you right. know. So yeah, um, that's a lot of people's dream car. Yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like these these trucks are badass. Yeah. It's just like yeah. I, I mean, I, super gangster, bro. Yeah, super super gangster. So car. I mean, you know, it, it's 
But we grew up like seeing these though, right? You know, we grew up seeing these. We grew up seeing them go by and you're just like, fuck, like you can be punk, you can be skate, you can be (laughs) hardcore and you still, and these drive by and you're like, that's so hard right there. Like that's so fucking hard. And I think that that's why, that's why dudes like Jason Jesse, that's why dudes like, like all these guys, Tony Alva, they get it. You know, they took Dogtown dudes, they fucking got it, yeah. and they're like, yeah, this well, is the I, shit. You yeah, know? a lot of those guys, like, I mean, I don't know, like, just that that's what was available to them, too. Right, they already, right. They already right. knew, like, the aesthetic and, like, right. just growing up, and I mean, yeah, this, right. bringing up the dog Dogtown stuff, I mean, that to me is like, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not from there, I was right. from right. the Badlands area, which mm-hmm. was, you know, Pomona and right. Upland and... You know, Upland Pipeline, the Baldy yeah, Pipe, and all, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. That was like yeah, right scene. But Dogtown is like this. Those were the the scene that I kind of looked up right. to, and the the whole Venice yeah. and Santa Monica thing, and um, just th- those are the guys that like just laid it down. You yeah, know, big time. Yeah, and I see all that like when with your cars uh, and your build yeah. and your. I see it totally. So like I like, know right away. I'm like, oh yeah, this yeah, dude's it's like a, it's all it's all influential. Yeah, and it's super all, influential. It's all part part of the whole aesthetic of, of everything so yeah let me ask you this frosty um uh, just because every time i come around here i used to have homies that we used to skate out here and it was gnarly out here it was tough out here bro it was it was like i grew up in an area that we're like oh man you got to go through highland park or like you got to you know what i mean like it was tough highland bro. park was a scary place in the yeah. 90s man what is it like yeah. now well, what's it like now <laughs> probably know it's very, it's very, <laughs> it's very gentrified uh-huh. um i you know i'm guilty i'm a transplant here okay. i mean i, I yeah but I you're can't. la though yeah, you're in I la mean, you least, know yeah that, at least you know? i'm not like from yeah freaking you know yeah you're not yeah. like from somewhere else that... some other out of state you know there's yeah. a lot of people that move i work for the city of west hollywood so okay. i i see a lot of people transplanting yeah. to la right. and it's like oh i have a pad in brooklyn and then i have a place right. in in either highland right. park or west hollywood mm-hmm. which are like the two trendiest places yeah. or right. venice which is right. even, even worse even worse I mean, yeah. all those places have been yeah. gentrified super gentrified and, yeah and um you know they're just not like what it what it used used yeah. to be i mean even just where that cruise was last night right. right you know we were all out there i mean that whole strip yeah. right there on york um that's like what Melrose used to be yeah. <laughs> back in the day, right. kind yeah. of. He still holds it hood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's, 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 and it's hard not to almost, you know, it's hard not to guys like us that we we knew what it was like. It's hard not to, you know what I mean? Not to see it as like it's still the hood, you know. And that's why yeah. I kind of I have this warm feeling when I go through there. Um, in a car because then I'm like I want all you fuckers to know like yeah. we're we're I'm pretty, here I'm you know we've been that, here I'm pretty stoked that they that they had that cruise last night yeah like that was I was really happy right to on. like see that that right happening on. there like I mean I mean I've been to enough of them on Whittier Boulevard yeah. to like you know just kind of see those ones and I mean you know obviously they have them in like just all other parts of Southern California but it was pretty cool to see like. Like that happening in Highland Park, yeah, and um, kind of kind of bringing it back a little bit, yeah. But kind of getting back to, you know, the '90s. I mean, this this was very gang infested, yeah. And with Super. the avenues, and there's mm-hmm. still I was weird. Highland Park, the we're down like getting getting, mm-hmm. ironically, some some very uh, healthy juices. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> today, yeah. Uh-huh. But, but uh-huh. I was noticing the um, 
the just so there's still gang graffiti yeah and, yeah. and gang activity yeah. in highland yeah. park and yeah. and there's families that have been here park. generations yep. yeah and, and frogtown mm-hmm. and, and like you know cypress dogtown has a hood out here yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. like i mean yeah there, that stuff is still prominent and it's still going on yeah now so um yeah you know, it's just way different, bro. Even when we used to see shows out here, like at Mr. T's or, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, Mr. T. And, yeah. you know, I used to go I used to go to Mr. T's a lot. Um, you know, so Zach De, De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. he was in a hardcore band that was on Revelation. Oh, Records okay. It's called Inside Out. Oh, right on. And so um, also with some members that, of Chain of Strength that were in Oh, that right band. on. Uh-huh. So, um he had at one time a warehouse in Highland Park. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was right across the street from Space, Mr. T's. Not Spaceland, because uh, Spaceland was... Well, Spaceland uh, was in Silver Lake. But, right, but yeah. this was called Space Something, too, it, though, wasn't it? He, I don't know if he... I don't recall... I've been to a few it, shows there, I remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he had a name for it, but... Oh, I mean, okay. I, I used to saw some... He might have, I don't know. Yeah, but, but I remember. I, mean, I, I, I saw like quite a few shows there. Yeah. Like, I've seen Rage play there. Oh, and, no way. And so, um, yeah, I mean, even back then, I mean, I remember him just saying like, yeah, man, my, my truck, my got broken into, it's yeah. just like, it was, it was, yeah. it was sketchy. It was, Hell it was, yeah. it was a hood yeah. for sure. Yeah. You like, couldn't be, was, you couldn't like hang out too, yeah. too long outside. Like you no, have to get back no, in. You couldn't leave, yeah. you couldn't leave anything uh-uh. outside. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Yeah, those were the good days though, man. <laughs> we like look back, like, I don't want my kids to experience it really, you know, but for, for, uh, you know, for memory's sake, it was really cool days. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I think what you're doing is really rad. I think what you're building is really rad. You know, um, I think that the way that um, you're, you're true to that culture, you know, along with like the skate culture, the punk culture, like everything. And I think that that's why I was like, oh, this dude is just like, I, I never feel like I never feel like it's appropriation. And I, and I get into that a lot. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because I grew up here and I see it and I know when it's I call it out when I see it you know what I mean and it sucks but I never um I never once even for a little bit or for a second felt like you're doing that stuff cool man yeah Um, and I mean I know it doesn't mean shit like who who the fuck am I you know what I mean but but I think that yeah I really admire that about what you're doing thank you man I appreciate that right on that's really cool what um probably a, a last couple things but when your car was the 46 fleet line when it was how did that happen like what did they do where were you did they hit you up and be like hey we want to put your car out or well there that's interesting about that i mean so i purchased that particular car from one of the most og bomb builders okay. in, like worldwide tutu from okay. la, la puente yeah 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 um from the uh, Puente Viejos yeah. car club. Yeah. And he's generational back yeah. and he's built some absolutely stunning, beautiful rides. Yeah. Um, so he had built several cars for one of his customers and then that customer decided to sell them and one oh, of them okay. was, was the 46 fleet line. Okay. And so um, I had seen it. I th- probably think the first time I saw it was maybe out of, he had it out at the Pomona Swami. Oh, okay. And so I was like, man. What well, year was this, Rusty? Sick. It yeah. was like, laid the maybe, fuck out, huh? Maybe like 2010. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or so. Um, yeah. But it was just a beautiful car, yeah. just restored beautifully. Right. Um, and, and his signature black, and he paints all of his cars okay. himself. So, okay. I mean, and he's. 
he's a master bomb builder. Yeah. I mean, he builds them original. So yeah. um, that car was just like the real deal. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it was definitely set apart. I mean, there's like right there's nice bombs and right. stuff out there, but this one was like just really right. like on point. Yeah, you, you see, you tell. know when you see yeah, it. You yeah, just tell, even tell. when you mentioned like yeah. Tovar, like I know when I see a Tovar bomb. You know, yeah. like okay, oh, yeah, absolutely, it's super, super. So tough, yeah. and then he, of course, it was just accessorized yeah. with everything original, and I mean, he's just one of those those guys that just knows how these how they should be what they're what the original stuff looks like yeah. and it's a 46 too so, right. so it's a lot more rare, rare than, yeah than the 47s Sevens, and 48s yeah. maybe not so much as a 42 but, right but 46 so for aero sedan that's right. like a pretty pretty nice car so i mean i ended up purchasing the car from him directly <clears throat> started taking it to some local shows like in the um the San Gabriel Valley. Was it for sale at Pomona? It was for sale at the Pomona oh, okay. when okay. I saw it. And then okay. we ended up striking a deal a little, okay. bit, a little bit later. After on. that, after, yeah. After that. Okay. He, he didn't sell it that day or okay. anything. But, um, but yeah, so I ended up, you know, seeing him again with the car okay. and somewhere else and was like, man, let's... Let, yeah. Let me, <laughs> let's work this out. Let me yeah. try to get this. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but at the time, during that time... Um, Jay Bueno and his mm-hmm. wife Stephanie were um, were really some, a couple of photographers that were on the scene that mm-hmm. were showing up to local shows. Oh, okay. And I think they were working pretty close with Joe Ray at the time. Okay. To um, and so they were bringing a lot of like the local cars into the into and also the writing magazine. stories about yeah, them and right, stuff. right, right, and, yeah. and um, it was really cool. So. A lot of like kind of local dudes like me and and other people like got to um, got to like you know be be in the magazine because okay. of that like, because of and, Joe and yeah. he was such a cool guy yeah I mean you know rest in peace he's he's mm-hmm. no longer with us but he was just such a great guy yeah. and Stephanie like they were just both the, the coolest people right on. and um, just just very down to earth and like he was another person that kind of knew like what. Yeah, a really nice car was, was so, yeah. and he had that eye. So right on. I think he was able to, um, and he was a great photographer. Right, both of them were. But yeah, him and you know, they were both just just great photographers. So they were able to take those pieces to Lowrider and get yeah. them. Okay. Get articles published, and so that's how that kind of came. So about. they asked you, so, like, yeah, hey, they, which is they, cool. They just, yeah. he he kind of approached me and just said, "Hey, man, I would love to right. to do a shoot, nice. uh, like a real shoot for." Yeah. for Were you taking it to shows or when? Um, um, I was. I was definitely taking it. I never really. You know, into the show circuit not kind really of thing. Big yeah. things. I never. Yeah. I always. How did I know that? I How did to, I figure? <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm always more just about like like last night. That was yeah. like just kind right. of even like kind of a big thing for me to just cruise out, man. I just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised when you're like, yeah, I'll probably be out there, yeah. and I was like, all right, well, maybe I will yeah. too then. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm. It's and it sucks now because there's not a lot of shows be, just right. due to the whole health. Right crisis situation that we have right. so um you know i kind of wish there was more things to to go to so yeah. last night was really cool to to get out and yeah be on the boulevard and and, and well, actually drive and like just yeah I, those i i prefer those also yeah. to be honest with yeah. you than to sit at a show all fucking day. yeah, yeah it's, it's not... a little it's a little freaking boring to like yeah. sit there all day but yeah. that's but that is how like i kind of became friends with with some people okay and with and with jay By doing that yeah and stephanie specifically and um 
and uh, yeah, that's how think that those things came to be. Okay, cool, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just you know, great conversation, man. Thank you for everything. I I I like sitting with people and like it's kind of we see eye to eye on a lot of things and even background stuff, you know, like. No way, of course, no way did I play music and tour and do all that. Like, uh, but hey, you know, um, but yeah, it's just really cool. Thanks for your time. Thanks for what you're doing. I, I was going to say this. I do think that even like cruises and shows like guys like you that build beautiful stuff that are really into the craftsmanship, but really understand even the predecessors that like like you said like that guy is a, a great bomb builder that guy is right on like even that means a lot um but i but i was gonna say that it, it's cool to have you um out because guys like you bring another and i don't know what the word is but like you guys like you bring like another understanding of what this is about almost you yeah. know where it's just like hey you know what we're not all we didn't all come from that that cut cloth yeah some of us came from like this punk scene some of us came from like this like whatever new wave scene some of us came from like an art scene but we respect this to the point where we're like leaving it pristine or traditional or what it is absolutely i'm all about respecting tradition that's that's a very important thing so yeah Yeah. and it's important to me and 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 i think like guys like um guys like us like when we, you know, I, I was, I even like put something out because my, my wife and I, we went cruising last night and she was, and she was just, we we're just playing like, dude, like Joy Division stuff, Smith stuff. And, <laughs> and we're coming through and some people like got it. They're like, oh fuck, that's yeah. fucking Susie and the Banshees that Riviera yeah. is playing. You know well, what I mean? There you go. That's one more of our common, yeah. you're an ice common thing. Right. I mean, that's, I freaking love that. Yeah. Bands, and that's it's like, so yeah, bad. bro. And it's like, when we can bring that, the car, you're just like. That car is pristine to that era, yeah. to that everything, but yet, like, the individuality of the people in the car, are, yeah. they're putting it out there, and I think that that's rad. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks for your time. Thanks Thank, for everything. Thank Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. All right. Cool. Thank you.